0: Pete, just just in terms of the the songs on the album,
1: I, I like the whole album, but I think some songs are better than that. some songs are wise beyond their years. Milk and Honey, which be, starts side two, again a hugely influential song. I can hear a lot of Nick Drake in this one. You can sort of hear his sort of young mind almost being blown in real time, because so many of his early songs, a lot of the ones that appeared on bootlegs, have got the DNA of Milk and Honey in them. So it's clearly a very important song for him. Yeah. I think there's an emotional truth at the core of of all of these, pretty much all of these songs, which sort of neutralises, you know, moments where you sort of think, okay, well, that's a slightly romanticised notion of a certain kind of life.
0: I mean, I, mean I, I I was just interested that the second song, Don't Look Back, which is sort of, a, you know, a rousing civil rights yeah. song. There's a trapped history link there because we, we take our name from something that James Baldwin said that people are trapped in history and history is trapped in them. But one of James Baldwin's greatest friends was Medgar Evers, who was a civil rights activist who was assassinated, uh, gunned down by a white supremacist, and his name checked in Don't Look Back as that, they are never going to bring Evers back to life, and we right, have to yeah.
1: remember that. Yeah. yeah, Don't Look Back is an amazing performance. Um, I noticed there's an, uh, there was a review of the reissue in Uncut, which ro- gave it a slightly short shrift. It said it was one of the kind of more make-weight songs on the album. I strongly disagree. He calls it his one and only protest song. Uh, he says it's inspired by a murder down, uh, down south in Alabama. And what I love about this is his guitar playing is just elemental force. So whereas a lot of his peers were going for intricacy, filigree kind of playing, really trying to display, exhibit their chops as finger pickers, the great thing is he understands that this is not what's needed on this song. There's a kind of punk energy about it. I just think it's brilliant. I just love the fact that he's just thrashing his way through it. It's a really unusual thing to do at this time. But then you get a song like My Name is Carnival, which is just, like, mind-blowingly good. You know, it almost invents psychedelic folk, uh, along with, you know, maybe, you know, Mr. Tambourine Man, which came out in the same year. This lysergic depiction of a carnival in the fairground, you know, this sense of kind of colour and light kind of frozen in velocity. We've all had those moments in a kind of fairground, like, late at night, where... It actually feels like a threatening place.
2: This is how Jackson sees the song. That one I am proud of. I like that song very much. It's about when I was a kid. I used to go to the Hamburg fair, which was the biggest fair in the world at one point, but it reduced itself to being the biggest fair in Erie County. The scariness and the spookiness and the fat lady and the freaks. They aren't freaks, but they are different. And it sort of inspired me, and I consider the carnival is not always happy.
0: Carnival not always happy. I think one could say that about quite a lot of the songs.
2: The thing, the thing
1: with Jackson C. Frankie is he, he didn't get any happier. So we know that, you know, he though essentially that that was how he saw his life, and it seems not to not to have changed for him.